Hey everybody, welcome to the Firewolf Podcast. Today is Tuesday, the 4th of August, and I'm excited. Today I have Jeremy Paul on the podcast. He's a great comic based out of LA, but he's done a ton of road, and I just think he's hilarious. He's definitely been somebody who I've known over the years, and we always run into each other at hilarious moments, so... I really hope you like this episode and thank you for listening. How you doing? How's it going? I'm all right. No, just uh, just blind. <laughs> how's life? How, I know you were in the hospital. How's everything going with your health? Oh, I'm 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 fine. I you know, uh, urgent care damn near blinded me last week. Well, this week, so you know, wait, glad wait. I had that doctor's appointment. So wait, you said B L I N D. Yeah, blinded. Like, took my sight, that kind of thing. What? Wait, wait, wait. This is a new development. What's going on with your eyesight? <laughs> I thought you said, for some reason, I thought you said wine, W-I-N-E. Oh, no, no, no. Blind is a whole other story. So, wait. Okay. So, walk me through this, Jeremy. What's up? <laughs> so, uh, on Wednesday of last week, uh, I woke up, and I... Woke up with pink eye. Don't know how I got it. Really don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm a gigantic pervert. Yeah, I'm a gigantic pervert. Still don't know how I got pink eye. Uh, so I went to Walgreens, got these eye drops, like they said, pink eye, holistic eye drops or whatever, right? Used those for a day, and it got worse. So I went to urgent care, showed them the the um the bottle they're like no you need to use this because it has antibiotics in it it's called polymixin so I used that for two days it, the pink eye got it spread to both eyes I'm like how the fuck did it spread to both eyes now it was just in one eye uh, so I went back and showed them what what was going on so they're like oh well just give you this and it was a like a stronger one I guess. And uh, my eyes started burning after the first day. Luckily, I had uh, a doctor's appointment with my doctor already set up for Monday. Like, this Monday just passed. And by then, the whites of my eyes were swelling over my corneas. And, uh, yeah, when he saw me, he was like, man, they could have blinded you. Had you not stopped using it? Like, oh, well, that's great to know. Uh, Yeah, so they damn near blinded me. I'm using the cream. Uh, since last night, so let's hope this works. I gotta wait for the swelling to go down and all that. So has it reduced at all with the cream? Like, have you noticed a difference? Oh, it's it's not burning my eyes. So there's that. (laughs) Really should have got the cream first. Who's asked? 
which is facing that of recently. Sorry, what was that? Whose ass was your face in recently, Jeremy? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not going to say her name on the on the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, you've been through some shit over the last like two months. What? You were just in the hospital for what? High blood pressure? Yeah, I was uh, blood pressure, diabetes. Uh, I found out yesterday I was 231 pounds which means that I was much fucking heavier than I thought I was back in uh, June. So, because I've lost weight since June, like being a strict vegan. So, like, I must have been around 250. And that's as fat as I've ever been. So. And you, you lost, I've lost weight. Oh, that's good. That's good. I've You're lost been... weight. I got my abs back and all that. I just had 231 right now, like, which is, well, way too heavy for me because I like to be below where Tyson was at his prime. Uh, so, it's like, if I'm 231, that's heavier than Tyson in his prime, and I'm 60 tall, so that's a problem. I think the last time I talked to you, you were eating strawberry applesauce. Is that still on the diet, or is that off? No, not at all. Not at all. No <laughs> more strawberry applesauce. Like, now it's, you know... Just straight fruits, vegetables, and nuts. That's all I'm eating. Wow. And I'm allowed once a week. What my doc, doctor told me yesterday was that uh, I'm allowed once a week to have a Beyond Burger, like Beyond Meat. Other than that, no. He only put it once a week? Whoa. Yeah. Why the once a week? Is it because of this? I don't know. Do they have soy in Beyond Burger? Yeah, because it's processed. Oh, okay. Because of the salt in it to preserve it, that kind of thing. Dude, I'm glad you're at least like. I'm sorry about the pink eye, but I'm glad the other stuff is like kind of turning around. <laughs> yeah, you know that's the life of a pervert. You know what I'm saying? You live in luxury long enough, you uh, all the bad things start happening. I'm glad it's this and not the big one. So. Well, you know, at least, you know, in COVID life, you can say you got double pink eye, but at least you lost, at least you got your abs back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, they're starting to show up now, so I'm like, hey, man, these, these fucking abs are coming I got to lose more weight. <laughs> like, I had an apple and some hummus this morning for breakfast, so. Hummus for breakfast? I don't think I've, well, I guess I have. I guess you get have the avocado toast with maybe a little hummus on top sometimes, but these are all new things. I mean, you were telling me that you, have you been growing your own food or you just grew up growing your own food? Well, I grew up growing it. Like, um, we were, back in Illinois, like, uh, we, I, I think I've told you about this before, but, uh, like, I grew up in the projects, and what would happen in our, like, uh, whenever we needed food or, like, work or whatever, when I was four years old, my mom would take me and her, like, we would go out to the farms and work. So, like, we would work on the farms, and it would allow you to grow your own food at the farm. So, like, that's what we did. So we had to pick, but we also got to grow food as well. So I've been, like, farming since I was, like, four. 
didn't know that. I, like, I mean, when it came to COVID life, do you feel that we're going to have to eventually go back to farming all of our food in the next five years? The next five years, no. Um, I don't think any of that's going to happen at all. I think this is going to pass at some point in the next next year. It'll pass. But as far as big cities go, no. Like, there's a lot of people that, that do urban farming right now. Like, I have a friend who does, like I said, more than a couple of friends back home that do urban farming. Like, my mom did urban farming as well. Like, in our project, uh, it's a project called the Warner Homes. It no longer exists. Uh, but what my mom would do is she would, she would like, in front of our building, section off this little piece of grass in front of, our, in front of the door, and we would farm that piece of grass, like that little plot of land. And, like, we would grow cabbage, green tomatoes, tomatoes. What else was it? was uh, some beans as well. We grew all that big little in front of the in front of our building. And, of course, crackheads would, uh, <laughs> like, walk into the garden in the middle of the night, steal some of the green tomatoes because, you know, that's what crackheads do. But, you know, we, we grew, we were growing food in the project. Did you feel like, because now you said you have high blood pressure and you're having uh-huh. some, some health stuff. Do you feel like when you were growing food that you were kind of more connected to your health? Because I, I can tell you COVID life has definitely helped me get healthier uh, than being out and getting, you know, 7-Eleven food all the time. But, like, are, are you feeling that change now? I know you're, like, kind of forced to, but. <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm, like, I've always eaten pretty well for myself. It's just that well, I was stuck at home for four months doing nothing. So I was doing nothing but eating cheesecake and ice cream down there every day because that's what I like to eat. Yeah. And my weight ballooned up, apparently, because I've never been at 250 or above 240, maybe 244, maybe Maybe that was my heaviest, but I've never been that big. And uh, so, like, when you're stuck inside, the gyms are closed. I had no means of exercise whatsoever. I was just laying on my stomach like I'm doing now. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, just <laughs> there was nothing to do. And there's, just like right now, there's nothing to do. I have to make myself do push-ups. So I don't think it's the COVID that's, like maybe get healthier is the fact that I know I have to get healthier because, you know, uh, being a diabetic means that you're 20% more likely to, to die of COVID if you get it. So as far as the statistics go, but, um, yeah, like we, we should be growing our own food anyway. And I say that not as, you know, like, Oh, new age. No, I say that as someone that grew up in the Midwest that worked on farms. Like, I've, I've detasseled corn. I've picked soybeans. I've grown tomatoes. I've done all this stuff. And I'm more partial to farms than I am to, you know, not growing, growing things, like buying stuff from the store. I'd rather go to a farmer's market than, you know, where people are actually have actually grown their own food and their tomatoes. And, and strawberries or whatnot, than to buy stuff from like a like a Ralphs or a Kroger. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, I've been thinking about it. I've been just trying to grow little things out here in the desert, but I, I'm kind of, even as I try and water things, it, it only seems to bud for like two days and then it dies. Even if I try and water everything like two, three times a day, um, I'm having a lot of trouble getting things past like an initial sort of sprout section. So I'm just like, not quite sure what to do. Maybe it's like the wrong air to grow like herbs and vegetables, but I've been trying. So. Well, two questions. Are you doing it in ground or elevated ground? Elevated. So you have things on tables? I have things on tables in pots, like in little like yellow like pots, like the regular like potting soil pots. Right. All right. So what you need to do uh, is you're gonna you're gonna uh, need glass bowls. Okay. Like so, cover th- cover everything in clear glass bowls until they get like the plant gets strong enough from growing that it no it, like the bugs won't kill it immediately if they feed on it. Uh, because okay. basically, you need to protect the root of the plant. Oh, do you think there's anything in the root? Like, no, it's not gonna be in, it's not gonna be in the root if you if you're doing it above ground. Okay, there's but like we have like okay. Here's the thing, where I live, there's millions of different types of bugs, and I see a new different type of bug every day. Like it's <laughs> so I don't know what to think of. Like if maybe bugs are attacking it, or if it's just like. The weather. I do have. Okay, here's how I have it, Jeremy. I have three pots in a big glass bowl, and then I, I've been kind of using the greenhouse effect. So like, I'll, I have like air at the bottom, and I let some of the water go to the bottom, so it evaporates up through the roots. Is that a correct technique? Well, yeah, that's that's basic hydroponics, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, you're basically doing like the bare minimum, okay. right? So that's that's what you're doing. You're basically, you know, like when you're, are you using any fertilizer? At all? No. Should I sit in the bowl too, Jeremy? Huh? Should I should should I sit in the bowl too, or have the? Should I have well, that girl that, that ass was in your face and gave you pink eyes? Should I have her come on? <laughs> I will give her a call and tell her to come over and fertilize your, fertilize your plants. What is your What does your nutritionist say about eating ass? Is that also part of a... <laughs> a, a, a <laughs> no, he, he let me off the hook. Uh, okay. <laughs> he's like, you know what? I'm just going to assume you're you're playing with a kid or something, and you got some the kid put something in your eye. I was like, "Thank you." He's like, "All right." <laughs> it's like you can have one Beyond Burger a week and eat one asshole a week. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, can't be eating ass from the back anymore. That's all it is. Just can't uh, can be eating music from the back. That's you know, just all the traditional way of, of penalingus. That's basically all it is. So uh, we, um, we <laughs> I don't know how we got back on eBay, but I was trying to get away from it. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever so, seen the movie The Centipede? You said what? 
Have you ever seen the movie The Centipede? The Human Centipede? The Human Centipede? Because David Rosenberg tried to get me to go see that once, and I was like, no. <laughs> like, I think you would really like it. I think you should see no, it. No. <laughs> That's not happening. What, once I saw, like, the the plot of it, like the like plot synopsis of it, I was like, no, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like the human centipede would be an ass eater's dream to watch, and also it's natural fertilizer. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll drop the subject. <laughs> <laughs> natural fertilizer. No, like, uh, yeah, I'm. Like it, it went, by the way, I just want to point out for all your listeners, I wasn't eating ass. I was eating pussy from the back. Not ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I do draw the line at some things here. It's, uh, it was our first time together. I don't eat ass on the first time. That's, not, that's, a, that's at least a one-year-in thing of being my, my friend with benefits before I start you know, doing anything like that. That's uh, neither here nor there. We're talking about farming. So, as far as fertilizer goes, you need to buy some. Okay. Okay. Again, I need. I can just recruit. (laughs) Okay, I'll be good. (laughs) So, no, be be you, because it's fun. It's more fun that way. (laughs) So. Like, uh, but as far as fertilizer, you can buy fertilizer or you can, you know, go to somebody's nearby horse farm and, you know, take a couple of scoops of that and then mash it up and, uh, or, or if you, if you're near like a, somewhere where they got cows, go get some, get some poop, mash it up, pour it, well, water it down and put it on the, uh, put it on the, on the, on the dirt that you're growing your, your plants in. It'll help things grow stronger. What is your favorite thing to grow, Jeremy? My favorite thing to grow was, well, it's more sentimental than everything. It's uh, green tomatoes. Why is like, it sentimental? Because my mom used to make fried green tomatoes, and those were, like, the best. Like, fried green tomatoes are probably the best um, like um, meal you could possibly eat because it's because tomatoes are fruit, but people think it's a vegetable, and when you fry it, it it tastes it tastes sweeter, especially with the cornmeal on it. You ever have fried fried green tomatoes? Absolutely, it's so delicious. In fact, this morning I made. Well, I didn't have fried green. I had the little cherry, like the the heirloom ones, and I fried fried them up with some eggs. I didn't have any cornmeal, but it was so good. I put them on top of the eggs. It was really delicious, and it reminded me of fried green tomatoes. I miss it so much. Yeah, I miss all that. I miss, like, fried green tomatoes, and um, what do we have? I don't know. We would have fried green tomatoes with crab cakes. Oh. Yeah, it's really good. I gotta. Well, I can't try that now. I wish I could. 
<laughs> like my mouth is watering right now. That's just... Yo, have you ever had? Um, so you get the poached egg and you put some crab meat with that. You crab meat and then you have fried green tomatoes and just like a glass of like I don't know. I like iced coffee, but you know whatever you like to drink in the morning. It's delicious. Hmm. No, because uh, growing up, uh, where I'm from, you only got eggs two ways, sunny side up or scrambled. That's it. <laughs> so you, you might get it boiled if, if, the, uh, if, it, was, if it was winter because you use, use the heat to you know, heat, heat up the apartment. But outside of that, now nah, you uh, crack the egg open, let it sizzle, and then eat the damn egg. You didn't do all the... The poaching and all that. Eggs are delicious, and tomatoes are delicious. Oh, but I love them. Not so much delicious. Well, you not know, so that's that's what you have the oils for. You gotta have the the tasty the tasted oils uh, to make everything taste better. I'll remember <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a drawer full of the stuff. It's fine. Oh my god. Anybody, but you know, uh, you need extra condoms or, or uh, some. What, what do I got in here? I got some uh, green apple uh, motion lotion. If you need some of that, I got all that for you. Wait, green apple what? You know, green apple motion lotion, like the motion flavor. Because 
I kind of feel like you and I always like meet each like see each other at the weirdest time. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> it's always the weirdest show, and it's always like like. I'll be walking, like, I was, like, randomly walking, and then you guys were just, like, going down the highway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how me and you always beat up. It's like, hey, do you need a ride? And you're like, sure. <laughs> like, like, sure, random person that I barely know. <laughs> I'll get you, sir. Like, all right, yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I don't know how I'm the safest person in Hollywood, but I am. <laughs> like I'm the I'm the safest person to know in Hollywood, and uh, like because uh, yeah, I just am somehow. But I'm also a gigantic pervert. But you are also easy to beat up. Does that make sense? Like I know. <laughs> you know. What I mean? I'm easy. I'm easy yeah. to beat up. Yeah, like I if you like I I know that you have a big heart, so I know that. I would just put out my claws and then I would maybe make you cry. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I right, so you're 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 half right uh, in that I'm easy to beat up because Jay does. I've never hit a girl and I don't ever want to hit a girl and I would never hit a girl because I have female friends that would hit girls for me. So <laughs> you would win the fight because I wouldn't fight back at all. If it's a dude, um, I'm going to win. I'm a former boxer, so <laughs> dudes, are, dudes had no chance. A former boxer with a big heart. <laughs> and I wonder yeah. on a spiritual level what that actually means, Jerry. What do you think the double pink eye means on a spiritual level? <laughs> on a spiritual level? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. that If 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 I believed in spiritual levels, I, I would think that uh, what it actually means is that, like, I'm getting beat up by ghosts. <laughs> like, ghosts are, are finding me up the middle of the night. Like, yeah, you remember this? You, you killed that roach 20 years ago? Yeah, I'm that roach. And then the roach punches me in the eye. I feel like it's like the ghost of road stories past. <laughs> road stories past? Yes. Man, I hope I hope it's not because, man, I have some great road stories. Yeah, I know you go. You like, did you live on the road for a while? It's not that I lived on the road. I was, you know, driving from city to city. Well, not even driving. Like, I was. I used to take greyhounds all over the place. So I would greyhound to different cities for shows. Like, I didn't, like, when I moved out here, like, I, I had such terrible luck with cars. <laughs> like, there was one time, and I want to say it was 2000, uh, what, 2007 or 2008? It had to be 2007. Like, I was, I was no, 2005. Because 2007 was the 11 shows canceled of my first 13. Uh, 2005 was, huh? Why were 11 shows canceled? Uh, I have not. So, like, I, I called, like, we had confirmed, like, like, well, not we. I had confirmed with a bunch of people 
And when I got to the first place, apparently they had fired the booker for the camp the show. Then I got to, I, I was like, oh, well, I didn't get any money for this show. So I started calling up the, the next eight places. And the eight places that I got booked at, each place had fired their booker. So I lost out on the first eight shows. Then I got one, one of the shows hadn't, so I did that one. And then the next three were also canceled. I was like, fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah, I have terrible roll up. But in 2005, like, I was, I was, uh, I was leaving to go do a show. I want to say it was, had to be New Mexico, New Mexico or Arizona. Um, I know it was South, Southwest, but I was leaving here to go do a show. I was on the freeway. I was driving a, a 1990 Chrysler Eagle Talent. And I was driving that car, and I'm on the freeway, and the transmission box fell out the car <laughs> while I was driving on the freeway. Oh, my God. <laughs> like the whole housing fell out the car. So I have the worst road luck of pretty much any <laughs> – any road copy you'll ever know. Well, I kind of feel like LA puts us through all like all of us through like this weird hazing period where just everything falls apart and like yeah. test test our commitment and then but like bookers every booker quitting that's kind of crazy. To me. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I I. I I've had things go terribly, terribly wrong. I'm like, how the fuck did this happen? <laughs> so, uh, like, me being out here since 2004, being out in California since 2004, and being as good as I am at stand-up and not being famous, I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I, I understand. It's just my luck. <laughs> like, <I'm, laughs> like, my luck is my luck. So, I'm, I got double pink eye because <laughs> this is my luck. You know, like, I'm just glad it's not worse. Like, it could be much worse, you know, so. I kind of want to see what your moon sign is. I know that you're a Leo, but I want to see what your moon sign is because it feels like it's related to your moon sign. Uh, Well, I was born August 7th, 1978. It was a Monday, and it was at uh, 126 in the morning. All right, hold on. I'm going to look up your chart. Because I need to know where your moon sign's at. Because <laughs> it feels like it's because you were talking about fried green tomatoes and how it reminds you of, how it reminds you of your mom, and mom is the moon sign. So this does feel moon related. Okay, so August you said seventh, nineteen seventy eight. Uh huh. What time? Again. One twenty six in the morning. And what city? Peoria, Illinois. And for the dyslexic in me, please spell that. <laughs> P- uh, P-E-O-R-I-A. There we go. Okay, let's see where your moon sign is because this is an important thing. <laughs> This is a have to know why. Okay. Your moon signs in Virgo. Uh you're okay, so you're a sun in Leo 
and your moon is in Virgo, conjunct something called your North Node of Fate and Destiny, also aligned with Venus, which which is your heart, which, you know, having a moon sign in Earth energy does make you a gardener. Um, but when it comes to luck, you also have your ascendant sign in Gemini. So I have a feeling your luck will turn around. But <laughs> yeah, you, the karma that you have is that you have your sun square and you're going to last. Hold on, hold on. Let's last. Your sun is square, your anus, the planet, your anus. <laughs> Yeah. So, Sun Square Uranus in Scorpio is kind of like chaotic moments happen out of nowhere. And because it's in Scorpio, it also has to deal with like, that's why you was like, you are kind of the MC at a funeral. Like, that's how I feel. It's like, oh. you're. Oh, well, right. You're here to bring people through some really, really shitty times. Um, And I know we're going through shitty times right now, but that's just, like, in your chart for life. So I think uh, with the eclipses from June and also in November, I think your health is going to turn around uh, for November time. Um, But this also takes you into next May and then also next, um, what is it, Gemini season. So May and then next Sagittarius season as well, which is like November, December. So you're here in, in like, bring it back to earth terms. It's, you've got a lot of chaos built into your chart, but your moon sign actually keeps you grounded. So what I think is happening is, you know what Virgo is? It's all about health. So I think it is if you take care of your daily health on a daily basis, it will help reduce the chaos in your life. And I also feel a connection to, like, do you ever work with feng shui? Not really, no. Uh, I don't have enough things in my apartment to work with feng shui. It's not really so about the things. It's about the direction in your house. So if you know where magnetic north is in your house, um, if you read about magnetic north and kind of releasing old karma, because you have like a physical energy, meaning like it's actually your physical space that I feel is blocked. So if you kind of look at how to release the blockages in your physical space and kind of just read about feng shui, it might help you. I know this is weird, but that's how I feel when I look at your chart. Well, that if I had things in my apartment, uh, I would, I would agree. But seriously, like I, I let my cousin have the bedroom. I sleep in the living room. So, like, well, I'm, I'm gonna, like, there's nothing but out here but my futon and my beanbag chair and a table. But it's like a matter of like which direction you sleep in, stuff like that. It doesn't have to be put the bed here. It can just be like, is your head facing north or south? That kind of thing. Or your feet uh, facing see. north or south? That kind of thing. Uh, my feet are facing north. Okay. So I don't know enough about where to put your feet, but read about north and south, because that's what I feel. It's a north and south issue for you. Oh, wait. No, my feet are facing south. I just remembered I'm in North Hollywood. Hollywood's behind me. Yes, my feet, my feet are facing south. My head's facing north. There's something there. 
It might sound crazy, but there's something there. It's like turning the wheel. It doesn't sound crazy. It just sounds like something you've researched. (laughs) Turning the wheel for you, Jeremy. (laughs) You know, I'm just trying to beat this Bundy luck that I got, so. (laughs) Maybe you can put some... What is it? What's the astro move? What's it called on your feet? <laughs> astro move? Uh, you come up with motion lotion? Motion lotion. Maybe you could put some motion lotion on your feet and just like, or maybe like spin around and redirect yourself that way. I don't think, I'll, well, I do have worked more, but I guess I could spin around. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, you do you miss being on the road at all? Constantly. Like I, yeah. I don't miss, I don't miss the um, like the the bad parts of it. You know, like the the like the shady bookers or like like people flaking on you when. Like, you know you need, like, 30 people to make money on this show, or I don't miss having to sit out in a, in a fucking lobby or sitting outside in the rain trying to sell my fucking T-shirts and CDs. I don't miss all that, but, you know, I do miss performing and telling jokes and going to different cities. And, and of course, you know, road sex. That's always fun. I love road sex. great uh but like i i I have i have so many stories from the road where like i've had to do most of this on my own like like book a lot of shows on my own because nobody ever took me on the road with them so i i would show up places and get spots and i'll like you know you know how it's done you show up places hope somebody dropped out of the show and like take their show or one of your friends refers you I'm like, hey, I can't make this show. I'm featuring this night because you're going to feature for me. I've already told the per- person, blah, blah, blah. And so you pick up a show that way. Like I've, But I used to travel, like like I told you, I've, I used to travel by Greyhound. So, like, I had a I had an end with a friend who would help me with some Greyhound shit. And, like, I would, you know, travel to different cities with Greyhound. I did that until, what, two, two maybe two years ago. And what's the longest trip you've ever taken on a Greyhound? Or what's the craziest <laughs> trip you've ever taken? The gra- craziest trip I've ever taken? Um, oh, wow. I have so many. <laughs> so uh, the, cra- the craziest one would be the, the when, I, when I had to show in Vegas. Well, this had to be like 10 years ago. I had a show in Vegas 10 or 11 years ago. I had a show in Vegas, and, you know, going from L.A. to Vegas, you have to go through, like, uh, San, San Bernardino. Like, is it San Bernardino? Yeah, San Bernardino. And, like, uh, like a couple other places before you go to get on the 15 and go to Vegas. So we stop off in somewhere in Riverside, Riverside County or whatever. And, like, I'm sitting in my own seat, and this dude gets on the bus, and he's sitting across from me in his own seat. 
and it's dark on the bus, but I can see him just rubbing his hands together. That's all he's doing, just rubbing his hands together. I don't think anything of it. Uh, when we get to Vegas, uh, he hurries up and gets off the bus. Like, like he's the, we're in the back, but he's like first person to get off, off the fucking bus, right? And he disappears into the night. And when the lights finally came on on the bus, I looked at his seat, and it was covered in blood, dry blood flakes. Ew. Like, yeah. So his hands were apparently covered in blood, and he was just rubbing off dry blood. And then on the news, like I checked like the news the next day, and somebody was killed in Riverside County. They found the body. So the killer was on the bus. The killer is on the bus. Oh, my God. The funny thing is, that's not the first time that I've been on a bus where there's a killer. There was a bus in St. Louis when I was I had a show, and, and the police had stopped our bus about a block and a half from the bus station. They bum-rushed everybody on the bus and got, got this dude off the bus who was like four seats up from me and took him off the bus and went underneath the bus and got three garbage bags from underneath the bus that were apparently filled with body parts. Oh, my God. <laughs> so this dude was, you know, taking him and body parts to somewhere on the West Coast. That's so convenient. You can just put it right on the bottom of the bus. Nobody scans it, nothing. Yeah, they don't. That's the, that's the thing about, like, bus trips where I'm like, you know what? Man, if uh, if they really wanted to kill a lot of people, <laughs> they, it'd be buses and trains, man. Wow, I wonder how many body parts my – I'm looking at my suitcase now. I wonder how many body parts my suitcase has sat next to on a very bus, you know? It's like <laughs> – this suitcase has been everywhere. <laughs> it's like, like – when I, when I was on my way from – I took a Greyhound from uh, North Carolina to – to, was it North Carolina? No, I took those from South Carolina. I took it, no, North Carolina. Back in 2018, no, 20, yeah, 2018. When I was on the road in 2018, I took a, a Greyhound bus from North Carolina to Columbus, and there was a woman across from me. Like, she sat down waiting until 1 in the morning, and she, like, she just pulled her titty out and then, out of her bag, like she was wearing a tank top, pulled the titty out of her out of her shirt, and she's sitting across me. Uh, pulled her titty out of her shirt, pulled out uh, a fifth of Hennessy and some and some fruit roll ups, and that's that's how she spent the rest of the trip, just drinking Hennessy, eating fruit roll ups with a titty out, just one titty, not both of them, just one titty. I was like, what the hell is this? You know, I got a bunch of these stories of me on the Greyhound. It's like, there's one story I I, I can tell in person, but I I can't do it on a podcast because, you know, like I I already told the girl I would never say her name in public. <laughs> but yeah, uh, she's still on my Facebook, so I don't want to say anything about her. Uh. <laughs> Did she also provide you with a infection to an orifice of your body? Uh, she uh. But I'll just say that she's a good friend. Okay. 
Put a jacket back on and got off the bus. Was she like, like right so I, next to you? Like right in the thing next to you? Like I'm sitting in one. I was sitting in one seat. Like because yeah. I I don't like to sit in the middle or the front. I like to sit in the back of the Greyhound bus near the toilet, just in case things go wrong. You know. Yeah. So she sat across from me. Like I had two seats to myself. She had two seats for, to herself. So she laid down, well, not laid down, but, like, stretched out, pulled her titty out, and then drunk Tennessee and ate through roll-ups. Did anybody else see that? Probably, but they just didn't care. Like, crazy black woman on a bus. Well, I mean, I've I've ridden many many of buses. I've been being almost, like, I, like, one of my most recent bus trips was a mega bus, even though I've taken Greyhound. Oh, no, no, it wasn't mega. It was Greyhound. But I was on a mega bus to New York City once. And I – have you ever had to pee so bad that when you do pee, it just sprays everywhere? Does that happen to you? No, I'm a dude. Well, I don't – like, I it can happen to dudes, too. I was squatting because you don't sit down on the bus. I was squatting, and then the pee just sprayed <laughs> everywhere. And it like it was like almost like a sprinkler spray. It was just like all over the bathroom. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my no. God. <laughs> What's that? No, I, I have a steady stream. Like, my stream <laughs> is always steady. It doesn't go all over the place. There's no blockage there, so. You're very lucky. Yeah, I, I sprayed everywhere, and then I tried to clean, but I couldn't see because the bathroom was dark. So I tried to clean what I could, and then I peeled. But I guess I had left a giant, like, sprinkler puddle all over the ground, right? <laughs> and so the bus driver got on the intercom and said, we are not moving this bus until the person that sprayed pee all over the bathroom cleans it up. And I got up and I told everybody, I was like, I'm a comic. I'm fucking tired. I can't see. It was me. And then I just got off the bus. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You just got off the bus? I got off the bus. I I went to a coffee shop and then I took a bus a couple hours later. Wow. But that's what happened. I mean, there's worse things that happen, but it's not like finding body parts under a bus, you know? It's not like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, people, my friends know my stories uh, because they're like, oh, Jimmy's going to the rain again. Like, there's a a story (laughs) of a friend of mine. uh, She always screams, like, whenever she... uh, Whenever I mention Greyhound, she always screams the same thing. Is there red drank on the floor? Because uh, there was a 
there was a time, again, in St. Louis of all places, uh, like I was passing through St. Louis, didn't have a show there, but I was uh, I was at the station, and some some woman had, like, spilled her drink, like her Kool-Aid or whatever, and the janitor that was working there, the security guard, whatever you want to call him, uh, uh, walked up to the puddle and was like, hey, who spilled this red drink on the floor? <laughs> There's red drink on the floor. And uh, so, yeah, this, the woman didn't do a GBS. She just ignored it. And everybody was like, huh, who cares? There's red drink on the floor. I will have to say the St. Louis Greyhound bus station is like its own sort of vortex. <laughs> oh, yeah, very much so. It's better than Indianapolis, but, yeah, it's oh. – <laughs> Oh, you've been to Indianapolis? Can we discuss? That's where I slept there for like 12 hours on the floor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can discuss Indianapolis. This, hey, Indianapolis is a, a turd bomb. That's it is. Like, like I, I don't know how you build a bus station beneath a train station. I don't know how that happens. I really don't. Like, people are trying to, like, rest up before their, their ride, and you hear trains going up above you. Yes. It's, like, the weirdest fucking design ever. Jerry, it was so, so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. And then the food is terrible, too. Well, there's like a bodega. I guess like he was. I would call it. I would call it like a bodega stand. It's a family-owned stand at that Indianapolis Greyhound station, and the people there were super nice. Um, oh yeah. But I will say this: we got trapped because it was an ice storm, and the tire fell off. One of the tires fell off one of the buses, and uh, oh. yeah, and it was like oh fuck. So, but um. We were there for 12 hours, and most of the people on the bus were going to L.A. Most of the people were to Texas. So it was like everybody was either going west, all points west, or, or uh, to, you know, uh, Texas area. So it was just a weird ragtag group of people that were just stranded in this bus station. And at one point, it felt like getting tested for COVID. They got us, quote, unquote, pizza because people were not able to, everything was shut down in Indianapolis. Uh-huh. And they were like, you're allowed to have two slices. But the two slices were just like a slice that they cut in half. So it was just like a slice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they find one way or another, don't they? Yeah, but it's. Yeah, that place was, it was like us, and then homeless people were sleeping next to me. Like, it was, you know, shooting up. But that was more in Denver that I found that that happened for me. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm trying to remember all the other, like, there's, I took a, I took a bus from, from Philadelphia once back, back to Peoria, and like, I don't know what it is about me and long bus rides, but at some point I'm going to have an African sitting next to me. 
It's just going to happen. And that African is going to love cologne and not showering. So it's going to be like I have a bunch of those stories where one there was an African sitting next to me, and when he sat next to me, and he was like he stunk. Like everybody stinks on the bus because you know you're on there for three days, you can't shower really. But this was day one of his trip, and he was he was not fresh at all, and uh, like he he got like offended because it was my like, it was my day two. <laughs> so he's like, you stink, and he got up and moved. Like, but you know worse than I do. How you gonna fucking call me? Insult me, man. So I've been on a lot of those. That's ugh. has anybody ever taken a shit on the bus that you're on? Oh, of course, I've done it. No, you're not allowed to do that. Why not? You can't do that because it it goes through the whole system. Well, you know, hey, gotta. I gotta drop a deuce. I gotta drop a deuce. (laughs) You have to wait until you get to a rest stop. Uh uh. Like if you if you're on your way to to fucking Denver, Colorado. Yeah. You're not stopping that often. You and that Denver, Colorado stop is a long ways away. But you hold it until you get to Denver. No, you do not. If they just call and you pick up the phone. <laughs> and I, I'm not going to do myself like that where I, I barely make it to a bathroom. And nah, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right to this bathroom that's sitting right here next to me. I got to smell it. I don't care. Like I, I'll smell this until it's over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, that might be against the rules, but I don't obey the rules. Fuck the rules. Fuck the rules and take the shit on a greyhound bus. Uh huh. I'm learning new things. This is a very educational episode today. I think this, <laughs> I think this whole episode is about fertilizer. I really think that the whole thing is just about. I mean, even the guys that were that were killing people, they were technically, you know, they were just recycling, right? I don't know. Yeah. It's the circle of life. On a great time. They're just apex predators. Uh, <laughs> getting back to the earth. Oh, Jeremy, I mean... Um, do you have what's going on like now? I know you said you're kind of sitting around, but are you at least like, you know, I I know you're working on a book and everything. How's that going for you? It's actually going pretty well. I'm I'm winding down on it. I'm doing the like it's 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 been a daunting task writing a book and inventing a language and <laughs> like because for the book I had to invent a language that would have existed. Uh, 4,200 years ago. Uh, so that, that's a middle of, like a, a Central American language that would have existed 4,200 years ago. That's what I've had to invent because those languages are dead. Uh, there's nobody that knows how to read them or speak them because they weren't written either. So I've had to invent a language 
that took about five years. Uh, and writing the rest of the book has been been painstaking because I, there was there was one portion of the book that was it's heavily science based. Uh, so I've had to use my knowledge of genetics, uh, which I read about as a child a lot. Uh, <laughs> so I've had to use my my knowledge. But some of the things have been disproven since then. So I've had to re-educate myself on genetics again and, you know, try to put things together. And uh, so it's been a daunting task because once you get something right about science, someone disproves it. And then uh, you got to re-analyze everything, and that's been the hard part of the book. But the story is winding down of it. I've probably got like 17 more stories left in it to do. Then I'll be done. Oh, is it more like is it like a science fiction book? Well, what it is, it's all right, it's science fiction, but it's also a historical fiction. That's awesome. So, the the premise of the book is uh, a woman uh, writing writing her memoir. That's basically the the solid. That's the the base of the book, a woman's writing her memoir. Uh, she's writing her memoir uh, four and a half billion years from now. So that's, the name of the book is Memoir of an Immortal. And what inspired you to come up with, with this idea? Like, was it just kind of sitting in your mind while, while you've been, like, I mean, you've been working on this for years. Like, where where did this come from? Uh, when I was a kid, <laughs> I, I hate to do these things, these stories, but when I was a kid, um, like seven, when I was seven years old, there was a thing. I don't know. If, did you ever participate in the summer reading program? Uh, something like that. I'm sure. Like our school had like a thing with like math and science and stuff. Yeah. Well, in, our, in the project that I grew up in, uh, we had the summer reading program, which was like a, I guess a statewide or a countrywide thing where the, the kids that wrote, read the most books, like if you read, your, like if you read, your, if you read five books, you would get a free ticket for a personal pan pizza at Pizza Hut. You got, if you read 10 books, you would get uh, like a movie ticket. So you would read all these books to get bigger prizes. But, like the, I think one of the the grand prize for the state of Illinois was like a trip to Hawaii or some shit like that. I think. Uh, so it was always me and a guy and a, and a kid named Jamie and Cage, who also grew up in the same project I did. We're still friends. He's on my Facebook and everything. Uh, he would always beat me every single year. <laughs> but there was one summer where I read 170 books. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I read a lot of books. They only credit, for some reason, they only credited me with 120. Like I read 170, they credited me with 120. I was like, y'all cheating me. Like that's 50 books. I did book reports for all 50 of these books. Like you couldn't have possibly read all these books. Like I did. I read these books. So I read a lot of books as a child. Like from seven to, from when I was seven until I was 10, I participated in the summer reading program. So I'd read all these books every year, and I would never win because there would be some kid outside of Jamie or 
myself that read like 190, 200 damn books. And I would, I would not even qualify to go up to Chicago for the whole presentation. So, but I, I have all this knowledge about my, my brain, like of history, psychology, science, and all this other shit that's in my head. Felt like I should probably get it out. So that's why I wrote, started writing the book. Like I know all this shit, might as well share the knowledge. So I'm, I'm basing all every every book, every little factoid of history that I know on 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 one character. Wow. Well, I'm gonna say it right here. Maybe when you're talking about bad luck earlier, maybe it's where you're just healing the fact that they fucking said you only read a heart twenty, you read a heart seventy. Fuck those fuckers. That's what it is. <laughs> That's Could the be. Crown. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate school system. Ready to pounce. Ready to fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. I mean, I can't wait until your book comes out. I know it's like, I mean, from the little that I'm, you know, I've, I, I've been writing a horoscope. Which you know, from writing all that, it's been in a little like intro to astrology books over this COVID time. It's been like a really grueling process. I've definitely had to like fight with myself so many times, writing and rewriting and being obsessive. Like I can't imagine writing a book for as long as you have. Like, is it hard sometimes to get out of your own head about writing? Uh, it's not just. It's not the getting out of my own head. It's the, for me, it's more like not being distracted by, by nudity. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, uh, if, if, a, if a friend with benefits, because that's all I have, I, I don't have a girlfriend, never had one, uh, but if, like, a friend with benefits, like, hey, when, uh, I need some now. Then I'm like, all right. I was writing, but who cares? But I just go wherever I'm, I'm asked to go. And so, and that's how you get pink eye on both eyes. Cause I get friends with benefits. Interesting. Fucking, they get disgusting human being. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, uh, like, so it's mainly, what were you about to say? Oh, uh, for you. So when you're oh, on, when you're on your after COVID life book tour and they're like, you know, it took you so long, Jeremy, to painstakingly write this book and create your own language. Are you going to at least credit any of your booty calls in the forward? <laughs> I, I don't think uh, I'm going to have a forward. Okay. <laughs> but if I was, if I were to have a forward, because the way the book is set up is that it's a, you know how they have found footage novel, like found footage movies. I have I have this set up to be a found footage, found novel basically. Like there's a whole twist at the end, because uh, you know you always write the end first. So there's a whole twist at the end, uh, where uh, yeah, I don't want to give that away. I'm very intrigued. I would love to read this book. Hopefully, this pink eye, maybe that's what the pink eye is too, Jeremy. I mean, maybe this is a spiritual, this is the spiritual fertilizer. 
podcast today. And uh, I feel like for you, maybe that's what your pink eye is saying. You need to write your book. <laughs> well, it's kind of hard to write the book when you can't see. <laughs> because you're writing it from your heart, man. You're writing it from your heart. <laughs> Let your heart do the talking. I wish I had voice to text. I'm <laughs> about, about, about computer. Be way easier to write this fucking book. <laughs> oh, Jeremy, I, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today. You made me crack up so much. <laughs> Well, I hope I helped with the farming at least some. Oh, yes. Any um, final thoughts about farming and planting at all? <laughs> we were completely away from farming. Uh, well, you know, once uh, you told me about the pink eye, I couldn't, I couldn't focus. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all I can tell you about, the most I can tell you about farming is that Sunlight, fertilizer, water. Right? Protect your plants. Uh, if you're doing it in ground, put a brick on top of the seed so you know exactly where the seed is. And, like, it, it'll stop some, some like, it'll, it'll basically stop animals from getting to it before, like, centipedes and ants get to it. Because ants will drag your seed away. Right, so you need you need basically fertilizer to cover your cover your plant and water and sunlight, and that'll that'll help a lot. Um, a lot of love, a lot of speaking to your plants. You know, till the sand, till the oil, well, not the sand, the soil, and you know, have good good fruits and vegetables. Sammy, I'm going to make a video of me singing to the plants, and I'm going to send it to you. Um, <laughs> you won't be suspecting it, but one day you're just going to get a weird singing to the plants video out of nowhere. And if, you didn't realize I was in the music industry, right? What's that? You know I was in the music industry, right? No, I didn't know. Wait, what? Hold on. Wait, wait, you were a boxer and you were in the... Wait, what did you play? I was a songwriter. I was a professional songwriter. Jeremy, what songs... Okay, so wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you wrote music. Uh Let me yell at you. Jeremy, get your head out of the ass and get (laughs) your head into the book. (laughs) I've done a lot. People, people that like you, you barely met me over the last couple of years. Like we've run into each other a few times over the last. I, I remember when we met. We met at the comedy store. I was sitting next to the sign, and you asked me uh, where the bathroom was. That was the first time <laughs> I met right? you. <laughs> That's, right. That's the first time I met you. <laughs> and then you came in by, and we talked for a little bit. You introduced yourself, and and then you then you left. I was like, oh, she's cool people. So that's why the next time I saw you, I was like, hey, did you need a ride? Because I was like, oh, she's cool people. And that's why I've always thought you were cool people. Like, you you stop to introduce yourself after you use the bathroom to somebody you barely knew, but didn't, actually didn't know at all. 
Because they they showed you where the bathroom was. <laughs> like you know what? That's a cool person. That's a cool person. That's some badness right there. I respect that. That's some good shit right there. So whenever I saw you, that's I was like, you know what? She's cool people. She's not one of the crazy ones. I can be friends with her. Oh, that's very sweet, and I appreciate that you for saying that. Yeah, my first my first times in uh, LA, I always needed a ride somewhere. It was so embarrassing. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it's like I I'd be somewhere, and you show up, I'm like, oh, she's probably gonna need a ride. It's like, how often a ride? I'm there walking. She's either walking or taking the subway somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like you. But you've just now really met me. You don't know all the things that, like, other people know about me. Like, you, I guess you've learned that I'm a pervert. I'm a sex addict of sorts. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I was, a, I was in the music industry for a few years. Uh, I have gold and platinum plaques. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I, I won't say who I wrote songs for, but I wrote songs. Um, I, was, I was a boxer briefly in my teenage years. I played, I, you know, I've, uh, what else have I done? I've done a lot of things that I can't remember right now for some reason. But, yeah, I've, been, I've done a lot. Farmed. I've worked on farms. I've been shot at. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, but that's that's everybody in Illinois. Everybody in Illinois gets shot at. That's a common thing. Well, and we, and yeah, I'm from, the, I'm from the hometown of Richard Pryor, so. Did you, so, wait a second, with the music, were you mainly writing song lyrics or were you actually composing as well? I could have composed, but my brother played the instrument. Okay. Like, I, I was the songwriter. He was, the, he was the, the, the music person. I could, like, for my, my three comedy albums that I released uh, from 2015 to 2017, I I made I produced music and put it underneath all the comedy, and so yeah, that's what I did for my three my three comedy albums that I released. I didn't but, even know that part, dude. That's so awesome. Yeah, I've I've done a lot, uh, but you know I'm still one of those I know road comics that you know people will never hear about unless you know. Like somebody's like, hey man, like Jeremy Paul, that guy, he was. So damn shame he got hit by that bus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that's who I, that's that's the that's the life of every road comic. You know, we get hit, hit by a bus, and we and we uh, get shot by somebody's husband in a in a Bloomington, Indiana fucking uh, motel. I hope none of that happens, but. <laughs> Dude, I I'm so grateful that I got to talk to you today. Um, it's been like, I mean, I, we have had some really cool conversations, and it was really nice. I remember we went to Starbucks once. It was like pouring down rain in LA, and I was just having a really rough time. And you were just a really cool friend. Like I I was really appreciative that you even like took the time to come to Starbucks and. It was just, it was nice, you know. It's it's hard when yeah. you're you feel alone, and then there's other comics who. I felt like you you got it, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like you just got it, so I appreciate you for that. 
And uh, if you can tell me off line, can you tell me at least what 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 songs you wrote? <laughs> uh, once once we're off the podcast, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> uh, is, do you have anything to promote at all, or how do people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Jeremy Paul Says, where I tweet all the controversial shit. Uh, you know, like nude pictures of myself and all kinds of other shit. Uh, <laughs> they can find me on that. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, just search Jeremy Paul, you'll find me. Or you can go to my website that hasn't been updated in eight years because uh, student loans uh, have started checking my website to see when I have shows so they can call me. Uh, so I don't update my website anymore of my shows. <laughs> my website is cabellion.com, uh, K-A-B-E-L-I-O-N.com. You can, one day, once I finish paying off my student loans, uh, I can update my website again, and you'll find out when I have shows. Otherwise, just find me on, on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Add me because I only have 2,500 friends. I screen everybody thoroughly. <laughs> so I refuse to get uh, nut jobs on my Facebook. Uh, it's just not going to do it. But yeah, uh, that's how people can find me. Thank you, Jeremy. It was so great talking to you. Likewise, I always enjoy talking to you. <laughs> and you be safe, and I hope your eyes feel better. <laughs> so do I. I gotta in about uh, forty forty seven more minutes. I gotta put more cream into my eye. Uh, this is the third medication that they gave me, so I'm hoping this one works. You take care and Godspeed. <laughs> All right, be safe. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.